Welcome to The Watching Dead, the officially unofficial podcast for The Walking Dead on AMC. I'm Jim. And I'm Aaron. Tonight we're covering Season 4, Episode 16, the season finale, uh, entitled A. A. Just A. Is that a Fonzie reference? Or Canadian. Or Canadian, okay. Yeah, the guys from Talking Dead are going to have a field day with this one. Yeah. Let's get the bacony, stinky Canada all over this production. <laughs> oh, no. Hope they don't listen to ours. <laughs> uh, what do you think of this episode? phenomenal we good should be getting, good i'm glad we agree on we this. should be getting walking dead at least this good on a weekly basis because the thing is it's scott gimple and angela kang that dynamic duo wrote a really solid episode well and imagine that you pair them with a top shelf director like michelle mclaren <laughs> yeah and even and and a great editor like kelly dixon there and that's the thing this episode looked noticeably better than anything we've had this season how so not just from the shot selection from the use of lighting from the angles from i mean think of even with some complex action how clear everything was where people were standing where they were in their environment actions uh-huh. you know law i mean there wasn't just jump cut jump cut it was just uh, it was amazing and that really could have been a nightmare with the maze that they went through sure. in terminus yeah like which way are they going i th- why are they doing that thought that went on a little too long slightly maybe but, but it d- doesn't matter and it paid ultimately. off with the snare i mean th- this show just fired on all levels the yeah. fact that they were able to throw some real foreshadowing and metaphor there mm-hmm. um yeah i mean that's just kind of tv snob stuff but i love it <laughs> i I'm do too it's what it. it's what in my opinion elevates shows that just want to tell a superficial story yeah i mean to, to another level this fuck this show and and i don't know i i guess it's it's weird to try to explain to people they're like why are you so hard on walking dead <laughs> <laughs> because I know they've seen the show get to this high before. This isn't the first time the show's operated. I'm like, do you remember how it feels when you have like a really good episode? Mm-hmm. Like it's not perfect. There was problems this episode, but it's like you just we're not talking about them. You yeah. know? I mean, when and and this just show. The other thing is, it just relentlessly moved forward. Mm-hmm. Like the incident where Daryl and uh, the rest of the group. Joe's group. Joe's group yeah. met with Rick's group, and Rick bit a dude's throat out, uh-huh. and there was an attempt – the rape game was going to run train on Carl. Uh, yeah. Which – Dark stuff. By the way, Andrew Lincoln, I guess we know now he still had some darkness in reserve. Sure. Um, that happened in the first 20 minutes of the episode, man. Yeah. They got within a couple miles of Terminus and then went off-road because we don't know who these people are. Smart. I Very was like, smart. holy shit, they've got a plan. It's like they've yeah. fucking lived in this world. Well, they- that's really the difference between the group with Rick and, and Daryl versus the group with Eugene, right? <laughs> I, I'm just saying that it's a, on strategy. a whole – just, again, when they get the basic stuff right. Like, yeah, hey, gotcha. let's bury a small cache of weapons so we won't have our dicks in our hands if they take them all from us. Yeah. And it's little – I mean – it was a, it was an example of people that have learned from their mistakes, and I just felt like we saw Rick climb into a fucking cocoon and metamorphosize. Into... That's completely yeah. I mean, learning from your previous mistakes—that's what this episode is all about. I mean, Rick has now, I think, finally understood that he can be both of these people when the time calls for it. Like, like when Herschel and Carl are talking about like Rick being a farmer, and he's out there, you know, raking the field or hoeing the fields and planting the plants. He says he says something about, like, I'm a farmer now. Like, this is nice now. 
but I don't think it's until this episode that he actually realizes what that means. He, he can be the protector and he can be the farmer, but there are different times to be those things. He's like Cincinnatus, the namesake of our adopted uh, hometown here. Uh-huh. He was able to be a fierce warrior and then put it all back or um, down and pick up the plow and be a farmer. Sure. Just like that. And I just feel like we better not have, unless I'm really, like, I mean, maybe the death of Carl. We better not see yeah, yeah. any more wishy-washy shit from Rick now. Because look I how I think much, the last line of the episode tells us we won't. Yeah, look how much more interesting mm-hmm. it, it is now that Rick has finally shifted in this mode. Yeah. It's, it was just a great, uh, you know, I, I joked on t- uh, Facebook that then, because everybody's like, A... Could you get a more lazy title than A? And I'm like, oh, I don't know. Maybe it's what the Walking Dead writers and staff thought they would get as their average grade assignment on this one. Uh, maybe, yeah. No, I don't think they would be that arrogant. Uh, but I, I got to say that Scott Gimple has really has done it for me this season. Like, as close to Frank Darabont levels as I expected to see from all the showrunners. You know, that's interesting to say that's because I felt like this episode felt... Like it had kinship with that first season, hmm. you know. Okay. It's like this felt like a lot of these felt like it's morphed into some other show. Yeah, yeah. This felt like it went back to the original bloodline, and it's almost like I could see these characters as season four characters of that other show. Okay. Yeah. So, like, can we can we move? Is, is this going to be the way it is from here on out? I hope so. Like I really the, hope so. All the Latin lost Mazera stuff is over. Yeah, we'll talk. A- I'm sure a lot more about that in the season wrap-up when we do that. I'm just so happy. It was, <laughs> Yeah, it's a relief, right? Because we right. didn't really want to bag on the finale and have to bag on the season as a whole. I, well, it would be it would be scary because if this uh, finale was really raw, rough, it mm-hmm. would be very hard for me to work up any enthusiasm for next year. Sure. Well, that's where they always get us, right? At the very end, The Walking Dead always manages to pull out a season finale that hooks us back in. But, yes. They do. The, to, to last in another season that, you know, goes way too slow. But, <laughs> but this is the only time I haven't felt resentful about that. Well, and the other thing is I feel like this is a different type of a- a finale because it was action-packed. It did end on a terrific cliffhanger. Yeah, yeah. But it did a lot of other stuff, too. Sure. There was some – it was more than just, oh, shit, relentless zombie action and Daryl killing a tank and a barn catching on fire and infinite shotgun ammo. Uh-huh. It, <laughs> it didn't have to rely on the rule of cool. Sure, yeah. It, it did so much more. And, again, uh, it wasn't perfect. There was – I definitely have quibbles here and there and some choices, but mm. it's so damn good I don't even feel like bitching about it. Well, okay, so I want to talk specifically about something I liked, um, which was both – horrific and gruesome and also great how how the two shots played off each other the the zombie that bites the man's face off in the field yeah gruesome amazing effects work loved it uh then rick goes in for the bite on the neck Mm -hmm. that to me says that he has finally learned his lesson this world has changed him but it's not changed him in a way that he doesn't want to be changed feels like he can he's harnessed that energy now so he can be uh steadfast I guess violent Rick when he needs to be, but he can also be farmer Rick. That's great. That's what this group needs. Yeah, sure. I also think that, you know, the comparisons between Rick and a zombie, cause we've made this stuff at various, yeah. various levels, but he has finally completed that change where, you know, I know at one point in the walking dead, he, he basically says, we're the walking dead, not the zombies. Mm-hmm. And I felt like this episode tonight made that point 
times a million. Sure. I mean, he ripped the man's throat out. It was great. AMC went there. They went there in a tasteful way that was tense as hell and gross and disturbing, <laughs> but not uh, tawdry or exploitative. Yeah. And, you know, it's like Rick did this horrible animal vicious thing. Mm-hmm. And I don't have a single problem with it. And nobody yeah. else's shit's torn up. Like, you know, it's like in other seasons we might have fretted about, well, what did Carl think if he hung some dude in front of him? Or, you know, what would Laurie say if he, you know, goes back on his work? It's like the people that are left, they're not like that dude in the middle of the woods wearing a brand new set of L.L. Bean getting his shit torn out. (laughs) Okay. And you wonder, like, how the hell did that guy make it this far? These guys are the real deal. Yeah. They're distilled. Sure. Absolutely, just like our whiskey. Just like our whiskey, man. <laughs> uh, the other thing that you've kind of talked about before, um, I think maybe last episode, is the difference between the prison life and the road life, and how you like you think the road life is more interesting uh, because they're constantly finding new adventures and they're not stuck and stagnant in one place. Yeah. Uh, this I feel like has the best of both worlds being stuck in terminus the way that they're stuck in terminus mm. because it is an adventure they yeah. are now captives they're not farming right they're not waiting around on the farm for zombies to attack right they're active and, and that's very much demonstrated by the final line they don't know who they're screwing with right uh that could it's it's a really good cliffhanger for me mm-hmm. i mean we know what's going to happen so it's not really a cliffhanger they're going to go out and they're going to kick some ass yes uh, specifically, Rick is going to take them out and make them all kick ass. Right. I'm excited for that. I'm to- I'm dude. Uh, my only my only re- uh, hesitation now is how long are they going to take to resolve this plot? Okay. Yeah. You know, term. If are you? Would you? Okay. Would you be worried if Terminus was the entire half season plot next year? Uh, that's like the infection. So, almost like the infection. It went most of the way. So it depends on how they do it. It really does. Because I wouldn't say that an infection in the prison would be interesting for five episodes. But can you have seven can you have seven hours and change television based on skirmishes around this terminus group? Mm, I say maybe no. not. Now I think it would be interesting if the only other group that's not trapped at the moment, Tyrese and Carol and Judith, uh. come to try to save the day. Yeah, they maybe somehow... a little ass kicker foreshadowing. <laughs> Absolutely, why not? Speaking of foreshadowing, just another one of those little ah details. Uh, the kid playing the Legos versus Carl Field stripping the gun. Mm. So good. I mean, yeah. like I said, when the people give a shit about the small stuff, the big stuff just goes so much smoother. Yeah, and again, like I said, the random dude getting beat, bit in the forest that felt a little shoehorned in a, a little bit, but it was there to demonstrate a point. I think. Yeah, right, right, right. I right. mean, Carl wanted to go in and save him. Yep. So Carl's line here is interesting because it yes, seems it like he wants to do the right thing. Mm-hmm. He wants to go in and save this guy. Right. But then he later has a conversation with Michonne where he says that he's not a good guy. He's not who Rick thinks he is. Right. And I don't know if Carl means, like, he's just not willing or, or he's he's more willing to do the dark things that he might need to do in this world than his father realizes. Maybe. Or if he's just not like Rick in the way that he's sympathetic to people's needs. 
Or it could be either one of those. And I thought that was an interesting, interesting conversation as well. Yeah, it was. And especially the stuff with Andre, you know, her son, the way he died. And, and Michonne, the reason that she carries around the pets with her yeah. at first is pretty messed up. She yeah, was gone it, for it, a long time. It is messed up, but it's like it's it feels easy for me to draw the lines between morally justified freaking out mm-hmm. that doesn't really hurt anybody versus you know being psychopathic and you know <laughs> our heroes they they lose their shit and they do crazy stuff but they don't start raping kids yeah yeah they're um, at their core is decent people yeah they don't uh, beat people to death i mean what do you think of joe's uh zero to teach them all the way policy regarding daryl Saying that uh, he lied, Rick that's, was a good person. He lied. That's the one thing he can't do. So he lied. Joe knew he lied because he was a murderer. That, but that's super interesting to me because yes, he did kill you guys, but you guys were all a bunch of psychotic assholes yeah. that would have killed him. Sure. Yeah. So it's. I just think that's interesting. That kind of. Um, apocalyptic motorcycle hell's angels worldview with a code of honor where we're going to have a code of honor and hold other people accountable to it you know and we're going to take offense that you would impugn us with things that we just do as a matter of course yeah kind of like the you know the joe you know joe pesci gang (laughs) sure it's like what you call you call us a rapist is that what you're saying you're saying we rape kids and children we're gonna fucking (laughs) kill you for that it's like what? Yeah, but but you do. But yeah, you do. No, it's like, look. <laughs> what uh, do you want? Truth is an absolute defense to slander, asshole. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's when they, you know, that's that's when they rape your kid and and blow your face off. So yeah, pretty much. Which is what they were gonna do. Yeah, it's just interesting. It's a good thing though that Mentality. when Joe fired that gun, Rick had already lost his hearing like many many seasons ago. I said that. Yeah, he, okay. he, he worked up a natural immunity to uh-huh. loud sounds. It's the only reason he was able to fight back. Yeah, all those shots and concrete bunkers and metal buildings and <laughs> having shotguns fired inside off the tanks from your head inside yeah. the tanks. All uh, those magnum rounds. What did you think of Rick calling Daryl his brother this episode? That was a, a pretty interesting development between the two of them. Yeah, uh, it, I'm I'm put, bumping Daryl up to 100 percent death because uh, Rick <laughs> called Shane brother, and we know what happened in season second season of that stuff happened. Oh, that's true. Is that the first time they've called each other brother? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I feel like maybe Daryl called him brother. Well, it's interesting too, <clears throat> considering the relationship that he had with Merle, his or maybe actual he brother. Said that to Merle. Uh, I don't know. I I'm I'm feeling like I need, but I feel like that the B yeah word, he did at some point because the B Merle... word's been tossed around before in 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 retrospect or in respecting these two guys and their relationship. Maybe so, maybe so. I know Daryl had had used the word brother before with Merle. Bro, uh, you're you're my brother. Yeah, uh, when he was down in the prison, like fixing up the thing to the the phone receiver to mm-hmm. handcuff Michonne with. Mm-hmm. The wires, yeah, that was a weird scene. Um, what else do you want to talk about here? I, Anything? I'm basking in the afterglow of a well-executed Walking Dead finale, no less. Yeah, yeah, it was it was great good. way it was to end the season, and I'm really looking forward to a season wrap-up cast too. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm still looking forward to seeing how Carl and Rick's relationship develops because we saw Herschel kind of instilling values in Rick. 
in turn Rick instilling those in Carl. Yeah. Doesn't look like they've quite taken. Yeah. That's still an interesting point for me. And and I am really looking forward to uh, what do you call reverse nitpicking? Like I'm gonna call out all the shit they did good this episode. Tin picking. <laughs> Nit- <laughs> Nitpick, tin, ah, I gotcha. Okay. I gotcha. Yeah, I'm going to tin pick this episode <laughs> so people know. Like, this is – I tell you what, the shit that I don't like, this is the stuff I like. Yeah. And there was a lot of stuff I like. Me too. All right. Well, if we don't have anything else to talk about. Uh, yeah, if you want to send us feedback for this episode because we do the full cast every Tuesday. Uh, we'll have a full scene by scene episodic breakdown, and we'll have your feedback that you can send into Walking Dead or Watching Dead. Watching Dead, probably. All of the above. You, use what? Yeah, Watching Dead, probably at baldmove.com. <laughs> watching Dead, probably. Dot, not really. <laughs> um, you can also get into our weekly show watchings on facebook.com slash baldmove, and on Twitter, Jim will talk with you at baldmove. And it's going to get cool. It's going to get crazy. We're going to have Game of Thrones going. We're going to have Mad Men going. Mm-hmm. We might have to synchronize because I think Game of Thrones is going to be our number one watch and instant cast, which means maybe we need to sync up and do like a Pacific Coast Mad Men watch. Like we'll watch it at midnight and do. A oh, live, I see what you're saying. And do like because yeah, the, so we the West Coast catch... guys, the West Coast people never get to participate in this stuff. That's true. We could catch at least some people, right? Yeah, I'd throw a West Coast Mad Men party because. Presumably, at least some of Don Draper's contacts are on the West Coast. Yeah, yeah. Flying out to California. Yeah. All right. Uh, we don't want to spoil too much of Mad Men. I, I don't <laughs> think you can. Like, the wiener would let you get away with that. I mean... Sure, he'd shut down our podcast. I mean, his his teaser so far has been three seconds of people sitting in a fucking airport. Man, I love it. I Don do Draper stepping out of a plane. Yeah, I'm uh, on board. Her riding in a car. Yeah. Just super slow-mo. Okay, enough. We haven't, we're not talking about The Walking Dead anymore, so I'm going to end this show. Do it. All right. Uh, as Aaron said, we'll be back on Tuesday. And until then, I'm Jim. I'm Aaron. See you.